0: Oh, thank you. Well, darn, too. Welcome back to the off-topic podcast. Today we're talking about that fancy dice game that all the new kids play nowadays. Yep, sir. We're talking about them dungeons and dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the off-topic podcast. Um, we will be talking about dungeons and dragons. As was said, um, special guest and special thank you to Bongo Cow who has been speaking now. We, it took us a year and a half, and that's why we've been gone. We've been teaching poor Bongo Cow how to speak.
1: Yeah, it
0: took us a, a darn tootin' while, but we got it. We're- it did. Um, anyways, <laughs> quick little update. You guys are at 77 out of 100 listens for the Discord um, hootin' nanny machine. We're going to be stuck in Western accents for the we, rest of this. We
1: are going to be using Western slang for the rest of this now. It's going to happen.
0: Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> so
1: excited. <laughs> but yeah.
0: just pull Only like little.
1: 33, no, 23 more listens. And, and then Discord server. And which, we'll have a Discord server. Yahoo. Which I, for one, will never be active on because <laughs> I always forget that discord exists
0: i'll probably be like the main one doing stuff
1: i'll pop in every once in a while and just be like hey so
0: <laughs> well anyways we rolled a perfect d20 and got our uh what is it the license what is it called the what the license forgot what for what the con the dnd thing that the whole problem
1: oh the the
0: news yeah, we we, Our, we fixed it though. We fit, yeah. We rolled a perfect twenty and we Shout got
1: Shout out to all D D fans. We successfully bullied a major corporation into giving us OGL back.
0: <laughs> uh honestly we, Gaming remains open. <laughs> yay. I honestly in in like how I see it is like I can only imagine that people were like talking about not going and seeing the movie because they didn't want to give Wizards of the Coast any money. Yeah. And so that's probably why they were like, "Oh,
1: okay." They were fine. they were talking about not buying any of the 6th edition books, not subscribe like they, everybody was canceling their paid subscriptions to D&D Beyond. Uh everyone was saying they weren't going to subscribe for the virtual tabletop that Wizards of the Coast was making or making, sorry. Uh people were saying they're going to stop buying the books, they aren't going to buy the 6th edition books people stopped buying the books that were already out like it was insane and on top of that all the internet backlash of people just going hey this is stupid and a bad idea
0: (laughs) yeah it was definitely it was it was a bad time for me to try to get me and like a group of friends of mine into the game because then all of the people were like yeah we don't want to play this anymore we're moving over to this tabletop rbg and we're playing this now and we're doing (laughs) this now yeah it's like oh okay Bad, sure. Bad time to be a D&D player during the
1: OGL drama, but I was, Wizards of the Coast caved, and it they reverted the changes that we all hated, so it yeah.
0: was great. I was literally, like, smack dab in the middle of making my own campaign, and I was so excited. I would spent, like, a year and a half planning it out, making sure everything worked, everything <laughs> was nice, and then it was like, yeah, we're done playing D&D now, and I was like, okay, scrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily... D and D is back. Hopefully, yeah. Does this does this mean that I'm fermented in forever playing D and D? No, I want to give other TTRPGs a chance. But
1: yes, tabletop RPGs is a world of games that is much bigger than D and D fifth edition.
0: You know, everybody's like, you know, like nobody else knows about the the other ones, and I think it'd be fun if we started like a little cult, I guess. <laughs> knowing me don't call it a cult the satanic panic will come back (laughs) (laughs) me and my ability to make a cult it
1: would be easy well we don't need to get into that yet (laughs) that's for episode six
0: (laughs) yes we should start uh, a cult for our podcast call it like the ducklings or something the loaves of bread breadcrumbs the the breadcrumbs
1: that's what we call people who listen
0: to the podcast oh holy breadcrumbs we have returned thou hast fed us we return
1: (laughs) this is such an obscure reference because only people who really pay attention to the thumbnails of the spotify (laughs) playlist will be like
0: yeah their logo and their mascot is a duck (laughs) Yeah, every every um uh, appearance that we make on another podcast, we try to make sure that there's a mallard duck in at least the, the thumbnail. Yeah. I don't know why. And
1: or a cow playing a set of bongos.
0: Yeah, he's the uh, the best friend of the mallard duck.
1: Yeah. He's our producer.
0: Behind every bongo cow is a magical podcasting duck.
1: Yep. And behind every podcasting duck is a magical bongo cow. It's true. Yeah. It's an endless cycle. It's an inevitable loop that you will find yourself in if you're not careful. It's true. So be careful, honestly. We haven't even started the episode yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to the Off Topic Podcast, emphasis on the off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let us introduce you to the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Okay. So, let's actually get into the meat, the venison of this episode. Yes.
1: So, the I flesh one might the, say. The flesh. The corpse. Mm. The rotting bones of my enemies <laughs> on the ground as I'm tearing into them with my mouth
0: and eating them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I haven't been a Dungeons and Dragons player for a long for very long. It's been like what? A year. Maybe almost. Almost a year. Almost a year. Um, the first ever time that I played DD, I really couldn't get into it because of the people I was with. They would literally try to kill me for fun. Like actually turned against me and killed me.
1: Hey, do you wanna know a way to make your hobby uh unfun for new people? By gatekeeping and or killing
0: them? <laughs> yeah, so that was unfun. And then I unluckily rolled. Plus, I had disadvantage because I was missing a leg and I got trapped in an avalanche. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm done playing D and D." Years went by, and then the ending of last year, we gathered well, a big, last school year last school year we got a big group of people together, and we had a little adventure. It was my first time back in D and D, and it was definitely much better. So yeah. thank you for that, Julia.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I did all of the work. It was true. all me. It's true. That's
0: false. It was It was a little group of everyone.
1: Yeah, it was everyone. It was the players we had at the table, me DMing. I think we did a pretty good job of getting good people to get yeah. you back into the game. And then when
0: Braden DMed and you got to play as well. Oh, when me... I
1: got to play? Oh, that
0: was so fun. And then that helped me realize one thing. What? I hate Rangers. Rangers? I hate them. Hate them with a passion.
1: Uh, were you playing a
0: ranger? No, you were playing a ranger.
1: No, I was playing a gunslinger fighter.
0: Still not any better. The class I hate. <laughs> and then there was Keelan, and he was playing the most like stereotypical rogue ever. Oh yeah,
1: he was. I sneak away from the party. I walk on the rooftops. Edgy as hell. It's
0: like, but why? You. There was no point. I in love doing how we're that.
1: leaking people's names now. was <laughs> like. Hey, you, if you're out there listening to this, we know
0: uh, you. (laughs) We know you, and you're a part of this now. Yeah. You're a part of the (laughs) breadcrumbs cult, whether you want to be or not. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But the stereotypical rogue. It was also the fact that I was playing a gunslinger fighter, which is glass cannon ranged DPS. (laughs) It's true. And I was just like (laughs) barbarian. (sighs) <sighs> yeah homies over here wearing no shirt wielding a massive club as a weapon and i'm like but what about pistol
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was a very interesting time and it definitely it's something that was really helpful especially for me with my creativity and having no way to like release my creativity and yes. just being like hey
1: D D is a very good way to release creativity out into the world
0: oh yeah and it also like with me building the campaign, I was like, I could just write a book. And so yeah. I'm actually in the process of writing a book right now. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Writing writing books and writing D D campaigns are very different though.
0: It's true, but it's still something realize. What with books potential. you
1: can be like, Oh, they do this and then this yeah. happens. With a D campaign, you can be you you're like, they do this and then this happens. And then the players actually get there and they're like we're gonna do everything you haven't accounted for. <laughs>
0: right. So you know that one tiny little thread you forgot to loop? Yeah, we've already messed with that. <laughs> hey, huh? you
1: know the only thing you didn't write a full quest line for? We're going that
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> My brother actually did that once and at some point he's like, okay, what do we do now? He's like, I don't I don't know. Give me a second. <laughs> it's like, okay, what's next? Like, bro, uh,
1: I haven't prepared
0: for that. <laughs> Cries
1: indeed. I have eighteen hours of content that way, but you went this way
0: instead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good at helping with improv too. So if you're looking for a good way to A get into a oh. good community of people and B get better with your improv, D D is one of the best yes. ways to go.
1: Improvisational skills,
0: uh acting skills. It's true. Mathematics. <gasps> Take it from <gasps> two theater kids D D is like our best friend, or at least my
1: best friend. D is great. D is for sure best friend.
0: And I cannot wait to see how the movie turns out. Oh yeah. I'm a little afraid, but people
1: say the movie's gonna be bad, but then I'm like, they got a displacer beast, a mimic, a gelatinous cube, the red wizards of Fae, an owl bear, dragons. And all of that is just in the trailer. It's We true. got a tiefling wild shaping. We got a rogue, a pal, like everything they've shown so far. It's just this feels so D and D. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a there's internet backlash where it's like oh, we want it to be like Lord of the Rings, an epic story, and it looks like it's just going to be comedy hijinks. And I'm like, bro, have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons yeah. before?
0: Dungeons- <laughs> n- name one campaign you've ever been a part of that is, like, actually serious. Couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> At some point, there is just some, like, just random something that happens, and everybody dies laughing.
1: There's always hijinks.
0: It's true. That's You can try
1: to be as serious as you want, but people especially while playing D&D, it's a game and it's meant to be a game. It's true. And people will find ways to have fun with it no matter how dark and dire you try to
0: It's make true. It. Imagine you just made the darkest and scariest campaign you can think of. Just morbid, you know, rated R kind of stuff. And then somebody comes and in then And then a guy who's been playing
1: D&D for 16 years comes out with a gnome barbarian named Twinkle
0: Dingles. <laughs> I was gonna say and then there's some dark elf named lore fard quad mcfartstein like <laughs> yeah it'll be like you you could
1: make like the most grim dark edgy campaign you can and then some guy shows up with shrek and he's like sup yeah so my backstory is uh my swamp was destroyed and i'm
0: out for revenge this i I played a, a campaign once with this guy that had the most just fantastic roles ever like it was amazing and he named his character Sir Twinkie Fingers (laughs) Sir Twinkie Fingers I was honestly impressed I'm always like I gotta think of like the most cool like fantasy name I can think of and then there's just people like Sir Twinkie Fingers Sir Twinkie Fingers sure why not
1: yeah one of the most popular D&D podcasts out there Adventure Zone one of the main characters is named Taco (laughs) (laughs) really Yep.
0: There's there's a podcast I listen to. It's called Dungeons and Dads. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just a bunch of dads that get together. And they play Dungeons and Dragons. And... um, Oh, that's great. I think that'd be really fun. Like, I want to, like... I'm in my my late 30s. They're just like, oh, you got no time to just do what you want to do. Forget (laughs) you! I'm a level 36, Dark Elf, Goliath. Leave me alone! It's like... Uh, you're past your prime, old sack.
1: And it's like, okay, and I don't need to be in my prime to play pretend with my friends.
0: <laughs> Anyways, roll precision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> roll initiative, because I'm about to throw hands.
0: <laughs> That's also a thing that I, I want to just do for some reason, just randomly. Like, I have my d dice on me at all times. And I just want to, at some point, somebody asks me to do something, and I just pull out my D20 and be like, all right, hang on. All right,
1: hang on. Yeah, no, I can't. I rolled so
0: bad. Yeah, I cr- failed that. I can't, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be
0: so funny. Just pull it out on like my li- like my literature teacher.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, we need you to write a six um six page essay. Oh, I'm sorry, I-, I can't. I I rolled a five. And- the best I can give you is one and a half.
1: Yeah, and they'll be written so bad. It'll like there'll mm. be typos and my handwriting will be terrible. Don't mind that it's on the computer. My handwriting is terrible. <laughs>
0: Somehow all of it's in bold italics. I'm using Comic Sans. It's it's not good. It's bad. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's the best way to describe D&D. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I crit failed that. The most impossible outcome ever just happened. Oh, yeah. okay. That sounds the cool. same
1: thing when you critically succeed that too just in the opposite direction it's just like give me a five page essay okay i uh critically success that here's 20 pages of the best written essay you've ever seen it'll literally make you it took we- me 10 minutes
0: <laughs> you will literally weep while reading this that's, and it's all about how to preserve energy that's 30 seconds per page <laughs> My man's fingers are going clicking clicking click it, including it, click it, click
1: research <laughs>
0: my brain is bigger than the size of the
1: earth and yes i cited all 50 of my sources in mla format
0: (laughs) that's one way to get to high school early yep (laughs) but yeah D &D is a really fun time and ignoring the whole um license and all of that shebang it's definitely a, a fun thing to get into like Honestly, like, I don't understand why so many people make fun of it. Like, they make fun of it in the same way that they make fun of LARPing.
1: And they also make fun of it the same way people make fun of chess. (laughs) It's true. They call it the nerd game.
0: And the funny thing is, is that things like this, like watching anime and playing (laughs) D&D and playing video games, are things that used to be things that weirdos did.
1: Things that weirdos did and only, like... The, the, quote, smart kid, like the weird kids, right? And everything else like that, watching anime, playing video games, playing chess, those are all normal things. But for some reason, D&D never made it out of that hole. Yeah. Well, D&D kind of did. It's more mainstream than a lot of other tabletop RPGs. But as a whole, tabletop RPGs in general are still in the weird kid club. Yeah. Which is strange for me because... We've all played pretend with our friends.
0: It's true, yeah. We like, all have. As a little kid. As you, a little kid. You played house all the
1: time. Yeah, with you, the played, you played house with the neighbors. You played with Barbie dolls or mm-hmm. G.I. Joe action figures, right? Everyone did it.
0: I had like every Batman action figure known to man.
1: Yeah. Everyone plays pretend. Whether it's d d or whether it's LARPing or... Speaking of, LARPing is very interesting, and I've always wanted to do it.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm torn on that, because, like, I don't... I don't know. It seems interesting, but, like, I spar already, and there are very few differences, so what's the point of me being in a sparring alliance and then being in a LARPing alliance? I would... uh, That's so much sword work. Well,
1: the difference is, sparring is just a bout of combat for fun, it's true. LARPing usually has storylines depending on like the event you go to. Like You make a character imp- like, and weave them into the story of the world that has been presented to you as yeah. part of the event. It involves costume design because you get, get or have to, depending on your uh, attitude. You get to make your own clothing and equipment. It's also sparring uses different equipment. LARPing will usually use, like, foam swords, so they're safe to wail on each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like, my sparring sword back there, it's made of uh, polypropylene. Yeah. That sucker could break bricks if it wanted to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times, LARPing is... You're camping. Yeah. And cooking your own food. And hiking.
0: And doing all of this. All right. While... Also, sometimes sparring. I'll tell you guys what. If you guys can get the podcast to 233 total listens, we will join a LARPing club or make a LARPing club.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Shake on it. Shake on it. You can't see us, but we shook on it. We have shaken
0: it. We shook it. Because it's like we're already the weird kids we're already the weird kids and you know like we're the theater kids we're, we're the...
1: yeah in our school the theater kids are kind of the weird kids but we're also the coolest ones it's
0: true it's we true. are
1: it's true
0: sorry keep
1: it on the down low but it's true <laughs> theater kids are kind of the coolest
0: yeah and like there's one thing that i love so much about D D is like you get called a weird kid and you get called like all these names but like I don't want to fit in, especially like, with this generation. Where like at the end of the day, you can call
1: me weird, but I have a paladin in my brain that could kick your butt.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, you, the whole point, like, in high school, and the reason everybody gets called weird is because they don't fit in. But fitting in in this generation sounds stupid.
1: Oh, fitting in with all the trends and the cool kids and the sporty kids and the football players, that's just, like, so much work
0: and almost zero payoff it's true because like because in an instant somebody else that's cooler could come along and then you're just old news yeah
1: old news old stuff and also being cool also means you have to pay attention to social media and what's actually cool
0: it's true and like
1: being weird i can be like remember what was cool like 13 years ago remember slang that no one's used in (laughs) four years that is part of my everyday lingo
0: right yeah um and like seriously like trends change every 10 minutes yeah like trends change on a bi-weekly basis and then there's just us theater kids that are like oh yeah we've been making the same hamilton jokes since 2016
1: (laughs) hey remember this musical from 1988 i still reference it constantly
0: (laughs) literally all of us and like i'm not like one of the weirder ones like i don't go singing in the hallways that's a lie. like
1: That's a lie. We, okay. You, we I, sung in the hallways after together class, before.
0: After class. That's usually what I do. After school. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: But when like, there are less people to be like, ew, gross.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't try to fit in, but we're already two of the more popular theater kids. If yeah. we're being honest.
1: And we if, are some of the more popular theater kids.
0: And the easy thing about fitting in with the quote unquote weird kids is that it's so simple. All and you have to do is be nice and you understand ha- what you're doing. Yeah. All you have to do is be nice to the people that you're talking
1: to uh and not be mean
0: and then there's like the cool kids it's like oh yeah you have to go egg the principal's house you have to buy this car you have to wear these clothes you have to have your hair look like this you have to talk like this you have to look like this it's like (laughs)
1: it's like uh and if you don't do that you're not cool but then with the weird kids it's like yeah we don't care what you do in your free time i don't i don't care man (laughs) You're kind of chill to hang out with sometimes, so, like, it's whatever.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it's so easy, and that's, like, one of the reasons that I love the theater community so much. And I hate yeah. the fact that we're going to be graduating in two years. And
1: one of the best things about d d <laughs> is that it draws actors to it. It's true. Who are part of
0: the theater community. You've, like, I've played with a few people that you can tell are like meant for Broadway. Oh yeah. Where for some sure. of the stuff that they do for actually sure. makes you emotional.
1: For sure. Hundred percent. I
0: play with people like my brother and they like they play it in a a third person kind of way, not a first. You know? Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I talked to the blacksmith, so talk to the blacksmith. Oh I just did. No. Talk to the blacksmith.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll have it'll be a thing with new players. Uh this happened with you, I remember. Where I'll be like, okay, you see the blacksmith. He's just some guy. Right. Right. Congratulations. You you go up to him. And then they'll just be like, just sit there for 15 seconds. I'm like, I've given you the situation. It's your job to tell me what your character does in the situation. Yeah. I go talk to the blacksmith. So go
0: talk to go talk to
1: the blacksmith. Yeah, I will say so go talk so so do it. (laughs) And they're like, Okay. And I'm like, You don't understand what I mean. This is a role-playing game. (laughs) Emphasis on the role
0: and the playing. (laughs) And that's another amazing thing about D&D is that if there's like... And it'll
1: it'll take them like a good couple tries before they're like, oh, you want me to actually like...
0: Actually uh, speak. Oh, okay.
1: It's like
0: when you're building a class and there's something that you want to experiment with, with your character's emotions and all that, you totally can if you want to make a character that is absolutely nothing like you in person, you can. Because it's, it's just amazing. Like, yeah. I've made a lot of cocky people, and it's really fun to play a cocky person.
1: Yeah, it is very fun to play someone who is just overconfident to the point of self-destruction. Yeah. I've gotten multiple characters killed by doing that. It is one of the best feelings when you're just like, Yep, I am going straight into this combat. I know that will kill me. <laughs> They don't care. Right. <laughs> My character doesn't care, therefore I don't.
0: <laughs> in real life, I would probably cower and hide and scream and kick. But in D&D, I will go in there with a Claymore and stab six people in a row. I'm not afraid. Yeah.
1: That's the best part about it. In D&D, you can do things in Pretend that you can't do in real life. And while well, you may think, yeah, that's obvious. In D&D, there's like magic spells and stuff. But no, it's more subtle than that. Socially, like personality wise like in dnd you can just be the type of person that you wish you were in real life and pretend to be cool or pretend to be smart or confident or pretty or whatever you want yeah. and everyone else at the table will just accept that
0: and it definitely it leads up to some funny moments like in the campaign we're playing right now at the very beginning my character, I tried to have them hit it off with this girl, and absolutely fumbled the bag. I didn't fumble the bag; I drop kicked the bag. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Was, uh, it was funny.
1: Yeah, he started fumbling over his words. It was, it was great. It was a good time. So,
0: so you, um, so, so, so you, so you, uh, <laughs> so
1: you, uh, so you uh,
0: yeah, she's not interested, dude. Yeah, dang she's it, gone. Bro. she's gone. <laughs> You lost that one, or like um one of our the people that left sadly moved out. Real yeah, they the first thing they did is they said that their character was and I quote smelling flowers.
1: Yeah, they started they started the the campaign by going yeah my character goes outside and just starts smelling dandelions. Yeah, and I and I asked him hey what's what's one of your characters like all time goals that I can maybe help them complete over the course of the campaign and they're like.
0: To pet a really big dog. <laughs> Sadly, they will not be able to complete that goal. But yeah. we were going to make so it happen. So sad. We were going to make it happen. Currently in that um, campaign, we are stuck in a room with, full of skeletons, right?
1: Uh, No, you guys defeated the skeletons.
0: Oh, yeah. Naturally,
1: well, the they destroyed us. The skeletons defeated you, but there's kind of magic in the tomb that you're
0: in. Yeah. So it
1: brought you back to life at the start.
0: It was real fun. I also was trying to say destroy and defeated, and it came out destroyed.
1: They destroyed it.
0: They destroyed it at <laughs> me. I was extra destroyed at That's yep, for sure. 100%. Man, yeah. English is hard.
1: I like how we plan this episode to be like, let's just talk about some of the stuff we do in d and how fun it is. And then we're not like, hey, you want to get really philosophical about. The the, the the deep
0: meanings the deep
1: meanings of D&D and how it can help you in your real life even though you think it's just a game
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to what is life with the off topic podcast
1: welcome back to why is deeply philosophical questions answered in deeply ungrammatical ways
0: if you guys really <laughs> want a, to a, see that I'm
1: pretty sure that is a real book there is a real book called why
0: is that just <laughs> is a book about philosophy. Wow. We should do we should do something like that. We should make uh, an episode on our podcast like every two weeks or something that's just deeply philosophical. Oh, I can get into deeply philosophical stuff. We'll just, just like have everybody tripping out on the weird stuff we have to say about just like the most normal things. Welcome back yeah. to Why with the Off-Topic Podcast. Today's episode, why do human beings eat goldfish?
1: Like the snack or the animal?
0: The snack. <laughs> okay. Also, what is wrong with goldfish? Do you did you try that freaking crab flavored goldfish that came oh, out? The fish the old bay yeah. ones.
1: So bad. Uh to any of those to any of you out there listening to this who like old bay goldfish.
0: Get off our podcast, right I now. don't
1: like you. <laughs> You're a bad person.
0: I haven't tried that. That's the...
1: a joke. You're probably pretty cool. It's just yeah. you have terrible taste in goldfish. It's
0: almost as bad as your music taste, but it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's also, like, the freaking uh, barbecue Doritos that came out. I'm so Ugh. afraid to try those because I know they're going to be bad. They're they're so going to be bad. But I'm going to eat them anyway. Probably, yeah. Because they're Doritos. Because, yeah, yeah.
1: The inevitability of life.
0: Yeah, we're going to be in the middle of, you know, like, one of the performances for Descendants. And I'm going to be just, like, once upon a mattress. And I'm going to be like, oh, I haven't eaten anything. Oh, well, guess I have these barbecue Doritos. Huh. I'll be sick for the rest of the production. Anyways,
1: we're doing we're performing Descendants.
0: Oh yeah, so yeah, we're not gonna tell you where, but if you see it, you yeah, should, you should. You if should actually... any
1: of you are in the local area that we are in, uh, come see it. It's in April.
0: Yeah. yeah. April, April, May, somewhere around there.
1: April, May ish. There will be like posters. There's a website.
0: Oh yeah. We also one of our the episodes that we are planning on doing. We're planning on getting a few people from the cast of Once Upon a Matchress together. To talk about some of the highlights
1: yeah because we just did that show like a couple weeks ago yeah
0: anyways. it's great if you
1: haven't heard of it it's like princess and the pea
0: but funny but musical but funny and a musical anyways now it's time for the perfect transition speaking of highlights next part of the episode best D highlights of our life all right all right now it's time to talk about some of our best favorite highlights in our D yeah. campaigns or just some of the ones that we've heard of uh-huh i will let you start because you oh, have way more to talk about than one I of didn't... my best D
1: moments what is my best DD moment okay i've, I've got one so my first ever session of D D, I i was playing a half human no not half human he was half goliath half orc so uh-huh. he was really big Right. Uh, very stupid. He had a minus two to all of his intelligence roles. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So he was not very smart, and I played him kind of like an idiot, which was fun because I got to turn my brain off and I got to just
0: like smash live, live in
1: the vibe. No, he was actually a pretty peaceful character. Oh he was, wow. He was mellow.
0: That's impressive.
1: Uh, he was a monk, so he was you know martial arts guy. Uh, I just
0: imagine this big burly man just being like guys. War is not the answer. Peace.
1: Nah, he probably would have sounded like, "All right, mate. Hey, anyway, just pick up about it. It's not too big of a deal."
0: <laughs> Dang, all my big people are like, "I will rip your face off and feed it to the monkeys." I'll do it.
1: I dare you. I dare you do it. Rip my face off right now. I don't think I
0: want
1: to. That's what he would have said.
0: <laughs> all my characters are like. They sound cocky and then they just get easily intimidated.
1: I swear. Sorry, I was about to make a very bad joke.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say, Jules?
1: Hmm? Not for the audience to hear.
0: Oh, dang. <laughs> Save that one for the off topic after dark. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we do that. Right. Yeah. You need to get the podcast up and listen, guys.
1: Yeah. Because once you get the podcast up and listens, we are going to plan an episode where once we are of legal age, we're gonna do an episode drunk, yeah, baby! at late at night. <laughs> Roar. Uh, yeah. So this character he was pretty stupid, uh, and one of the other characters in the party, he was a druid, right, had come across a magical artifact that he didn't know how to use and no, no one in the party knew what it was they had taken it to like uh clerics and wizards and other druids to find out what it was and none of them could give him a minute give them an answer and no one could figure out what this magical artifact does and so on my first session there they were trying to figure it out again and they were like hey man i just can't figure out what this artifact does and then my character with his stupid dumb brain picks up the artifact and I'm like, hey, can I roll intelligence? Uh to see what it is. And everyone else in the party is like, no, you have a bad intelligence. I I'm, I'm not letting you do that. Like, no. And I'm like, my character's stronger than you. He just picks it up. And I'm and I rolled intelligence and I got a natural 20, which is a critical success. And <laughs> and my DM's like, all right, you know exactly what this does. <laughs> Once you slam this artifact into the ground, it'll create a green fire that uh, restores spell slots.
0: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That'd
1: be nice. But it draws life force from the area around it, so you have to be, like, in a lush area, like, with lots of plants or uh, animals around it. Oh. Uh, Sacrifice. Yeah. But you slam it into the ground, and it restores your mana or your spell slots.
0: I would just sacrifice the other people. and would be like, hey guys, so do you want to help me out? And so my character, his first thing he did,
1: he was like, yeah, I don't know what this does. And he smashed it on the ground and everyone was like, dude, you're going to break it. What are you doing? He's like, see, it works.
0: <laughs> big, big arms for the win. Who needs big brains? Who needs big brains? We got big arms. <laughs> Story of my life, bro. Honestly. Sorry, Fades and Loks. There was a little um, there was a little technical error, but we're back. Yeah. Uh, anyways,
1: and throughout the rest of that uh, session we played, right? That one uh, sitting, uh-huh. I rolled eight more critical successes. Oh my
0: gosh! All right. So. And
1: all of them were basically meaningless checks.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I have a, a pair of dice. It's the same dice I've had since, like, the beginning of my D&D adventure. I haven't bought a new pair since. They are so cursed, though. I have sent, for the past, like, five months, I haven't rolled above a 16.
1: Oh, dear. We gotta get you some
0: new dice, dude. Yeah. My brother bought a pair. They're the. Um, I'll just grab them really quick, actually. Um, but he won't well, let me use them, because he's neat. But he bought these suckers right here Ooh, but they're like the luckiest dice on earth he hasn't rolled anything bad you just cursed my brother's dice
1: good (laughs) he won't let you use them he deserves it
0: (laughs) yeah but he yeah my minds are cursed the last time i rolled a 20 was um for the most just stupid thing ever i think it was to eat a bagel I was like, what, do you need me to roll my dice to eat a bagel? And I rolled it, and I got a 20. I was like, oh.
1: like, bro, you eat that bagel. I
0: devoured that (laughs) sucker, man. I'm not
1: gone. Not a crumb left. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even chew, man. It was just. just... (laughs) In and gone.
0: That's, yeah, that's how it went. That's how I always eat bagels. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about my favorite D&D moment. Um, It was the ending of the school year. My first time playing D&D in a long time. I made a tiefling barbarian. There goes my ring. Um and we were fighting were rats, I think. Yeah. Were rats. Yeah, we were fighting were rats.
1: Essentially werewolves, but instead of wolves, they turn into rats.
0: Yeah. I um I don't remember if it was just me killing it or if I rolled a crit twenty.
1: Uh I think you rolled a a crit to hit it and killed it.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I took out my claymore, and I stabbed them through the stomach, lifted them up over my head, and slammed them down like a hammer. And I remember you telling me, like, something like they were pregnant or something, and I was like, oh, well, sucks to be them, I guess.
1: Uh, no, it was because after you killed the were-rat, it reverted to its human form. Oh, yeah. Which I think was, yeah, either like a like a mother or a pregnant woman
0: i was like sucks to be them i guess sucks to be them they're aware rat <laughs> and then the other kill that i got i tripped them and i sliced them and i killed him and then we played a one shot where you had it fight a troll yeah and that sucked because we got it down to what one health i think you got it down to like four or five four or five and it destroyed us yeah
1: it was a close fight though
0: it was it was fun yeah <laughs> D&D can be rough sometimes. It's the only imaginary game where I've ever actually gotten frustrated. So kudos to D&D.
1: Kudos to D&D. It can get you happy, sad, angry, depressed.
0: You can feel all of your emotions all at once, honestly. Yeah. All because
1: you rolled a three. D&D is a very versatile game like that. It's true. It's, It's very easy to create a lot of different, like feelings and scenarios in D.
0: yeah and that's one of the things that i i truly appreciate about that game is that it's it's not just like a funny dice game it's yeah it it is genuinely very
1: very easy to become emotionally invested in funny dice game
0: it's true i've yeah. had my fair share of getting emotionally attached to that stupid dice game yeah Ugh. You meet a character, and you're like, man, I love them. And then they die, and you're like, I can't play this game anymore. Yeah. I can't do it.
1: Oh, there's some other good moments. There was one I had with the same character that I talked about, uh, this half-orc monk. Uh, And we were fighting trolls. Right. And I was like, hey, DM, can I punch a chunk out of a tree in order to intimidate the trolls? And he was like, yeah, go for it roll intimidation using your strength modifier and i rolled kind of bad and so i punched the chunk out of a tree and The troll just looked at me and went and punched a chunk out of a tree nearby like a different one And i was just like yeah he knows what's up
0: <laughs> nice no more will we kill the trolls we are now friends
1: yeah we did end
0: up having to kill the trolls though it's true how tragic tragedy. things like that happen tragedy one of my other favorite D&D moments, I think it was the same Barbarian, because I used him in, like, six different campaigns until he finally just died. Nice. He fell off a cliff. I remember very, very vividly on what happened. Uh, I was riding a horse, and I was trying to get this one goblin, um, and I fell off my horse, and I died. Um, ouch. What a, what a tragic ending for one of the most amazing characters I've ever played. Um, anyways, we were trying to find a way to open, like, these doors... And I rolled and I crit success with a 20. And so I just, you know, popped my shoulder and I got already and I brammed right through three different doors. And I was like, just all like right. Just like shoulder through.
1: charge through oh, yeah. three
0: doors. I was like, all right, we're through. And they're like, okay. And <laughs> it's like, how did you do that? They're like, that, that should by the be way. physically impossible. <laughs> they were like, by the way, you took like half damage. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. Add that to my damage list. <clears> oh, <yeah. clears throat> hey, hey, cleric, kill me. <laughs> You want to know the best character death I've ever had? What?
1: So we were fighting. It was, we had made our way down to some lava tubes in a volcano. Okay. And we came across this ancient dragon made of lava. Okay. Very fun. And the party's resident overly reckless gets the party into trouble person
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, started fighting it. We were not prepared.
0: I could only imagine. Uh,
1: and so, this is with the same monk. The okay. same half-orc monk. He is, he is, to this day, my best d d character Dang. ever made. And he was the first one. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and I looked at uh, my druid party member. Right. And this character i've had a petrified like stone bird okay in my jacket pocket for the past like three months of campaign time and i just handed it to him and i said run (laughs) and then i went and i jumped onto the dragon's back and started punching it (laughs) and he died by by getting consumed by the lava
0: oh wow Fair enough, you know. Honestly, that works. Hey, but
1: the rest of the party made it out, right? That sacrificed, that's like... sacrificed himself by throwing himself into lava in order to delay a dragon made of lava
0: from defeating the party. Dude, that's like the coolest character death I think I've ever heard. Yeah, talk about going down was... in a blazing glory, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was. It was one of the best moments. I'm going And if you play D D, you can do it too.
0: <laughs> Bring that Chad jump Sulfur jump into lava. Uh, I dare you. I don't know why that reminded me of Chad Sulfur. Oh Brad Sulfur. Yeah. You can be. <laughs> you can
1: my... be. <laughs> breaks okay. through your TV screen.
0: <laughs> I'm going to talk about the least fun and least cool character death I think I've ever had. Oh. Falling off a horse, that was fun. Because I did it to save the king. Nice. Um, we're going to talk about the first D and D campaign I was ever a part of. I've already mentioned this about a thousand times. I will never forget how much fun I didn't have. Um, I've made a dark elf paladin, and his name was Lucian. I bring him back in like every campaign now, just for the heck of it. He didn't really just like as an NPC. Just like as an NPC, he was. He's a part of like an adventurers guild in some town now. Um. Anyways, nice. I got my we got into this cave and we were just exploring and for some reason the dm just didn't like me i think it's i had a i had a crush on the girl that i was playing with oh and i think they did too and so Ugh. they were just trying to get me to leave which succeeded um they had a goblin take off my leg which um put me at a huge disadvantage they uh-huh. got me with poison which put me at a huge disadvantage yeah. Um, and then the rest of the party left me with, like, three goblins. I got them all by myself, because that's just how cool I am. They gave me a peg leg, because thank you, I think. Yeah. And then they just killed me. Oh, that's They stupid. got me down to one hit point and left. And I'm following behind them, and the DM's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's an avalanche. I rolled bad, got covered of the avalanche, and I was like, okay, I'm done playing, and I just left the call.
1: As you should... When a DM and a group of players does that, where, one, the players attack you, first of all, as a DM, you should never allow that, unless under very, very, very specific circumstances. It's true. Uh, Two, having players' characters lose limbs without express permission from the player, you should never do
0: that. Again, this was my first Under DMV no campaign. circumstances
1: should you do that.
0: This was uh, my first campaign. And after like looking back at it now, I'm like, what the crap? Why did I let them do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, why did the DM let them do that? And why did the DM do
0: that? Uh,
1: <laughs> second of all... Uh,
0: third of all, actually.
1: But... Yeah, third of all, leaving the player at just a huge disadvantage...
0: For no reason. You shouldn't Dude, do that, man. It's not fun. It, it definitely wasn't fun for me. And they were like, Trent, Will you be coming back next week? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Hey,
1: yes, 100%. I will definitely, totally, for sure be doing that. I am not being sarcastic I right spent, now.
0: I spent three minutes just declining people's call, call after call. Just yeah. Saying, No, no, no. Just yeah.
1: ghosting them.
0: That wasn't fun. It was not yeah. fun at all. As you should, honestly. Yeah.
1: Because when when a DM and a group of players unfairly targets a single person in the game, it ruins the game. It's true, it does. D&D, at its basis, is a tabletop RPG. But it is, in purpose, a collaborative storytelling tool. Yeah. Emphasis on the collaborative.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was that was the sad story of fifth grade me trying to play D&D. Anyways, now there's yeah. sophomore year me who's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm like I'm Huge so name. good at this." <laughs> Yeah. I I made a tiefling fighter. If you can't tell, I haven't. I have a strange obsession with tieflings. I don't tieflings know. Tieflings are like the best race. Yeah. It's true. His name is Gacy, and like everything is either eighteen or twenty in his um abilities. Jeez, it's amazing. How lucky were your rolls on those Very. stats? I'm like I'm practically untouchable until I nearly died. But we don't talk about that.
1: We don't talk about. it. Uh... My tiefling can't swim apparently. Oof! <laughs> was he wearing heavy armor? Yes. That's why.
0: <laughs> it's like, huh, I'm too heavy to float. And they're like, all right, chat, roll survival. And I rolled a success 20 and I got out by just walking on the floor. And I walked out and I was
1: like, I'm back. Bam. <laughs> Holds your breath while walking across the bottom of a lake.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, just the, the classic Terraria thing to do. Yep. Terraria. <laughs> Love that game. So good. So it's good. a good game. Almost as good as D&D. Almost. I I, I don't know. I, I played d I, and I played Terraria for six years straight with my younger brother. I, I'm kind of sick of that game right now. So I've been on like a two-year um, cleanse from that game. But I'm thinking about going back and playing just it. Just getting it out of your system for a bit.
1: Yeah. Also, in the past two years, Terraria has gotten so much bigger.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I just, like, I'm so afraid to get back to it because, like, I left Minecraft for a little bit for the same reason, and yeah. then I came back, and it's a whole different game, and it's so confusing to play.
1: The thing about it is Terraria, at its core, is the same game. Right. It's the same progression, it's the same everything. It's just quality of life, and tiny, itsy-bitsy new stuff, and changes in the sequence. Like, you get you get fossils a lot quicker now. Oh, cool. And the fossil armor is for ranged instead of throwing, because they deleted the throwing class from the game which is kind
0: of sad. tragic. Meh. <laughs> yeah. All right. I th- I think I'll get back into it. Yeah, Terraria is a really fun game. We got a, a PS5 for Christmas. And, and that
1: marks five different rants not about <laughs> D&D.
0: <laughs> we got a, a PS5 for Christmas and my, uh, it came with God of War Ragnarok, right? Yeah. So, I hadn't played the I hadn't played God of War 2018 cuz I was afraid that it was going to be too different cuz I love God of War. So I played God of War twenty eighteen. Immediately became success. Finished the game in three days. Played God of War Ragnarok. It took me three months to beat that game, but I finally beat it. And now I'm looking for new games to play. So I have Bloodborne, which is next. Yeah. And my brother Bloodborne like,
1: is such a good game.
0: <laughs> my brother um, transferred all of my data on the PS four save of my Terraria over to the PS five. So I have this whole like this whole section of an island. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Is just
0: dedicated to NPC houses yeah and it's amazing
1: that is that is the old terraria thing because they added a they added a mechanic uh, very recently (laughs) last year where uh npcs actually get unhappy and increase all of their prices when there are too many of them in the same area and if they're in the wrong biome and if they're near the wrong npcs so it actually uh encourages you to build like world-spanning villages Oh, okay. Don't worry. It's not too bad because they also introduced uh, fast travel.
0: Oh, good. Because
1: Phew. when NPCs are happy, you can place a pylon near them and you can teleport between pylons at will.
0: Oh, good. I'm gonna need that. Um, Yeah, but uh terraria is a good game it's a good game such a good game. and like at the very top i remember i built like this triangular roof and i filled it with all the statues and banners that i've collected oh yeah and then i built uh like 16 story basement that led just straight to the underworld and it was filled with chests of just random crap it was real fun
1: vanilla terraria baby oh yeah a chest room that spans half the world pretty much honestly
0: um it just incorporated other little buildings that were down there too. I'm like, great, you're part of my house now and I kept going. Like, yeah, as you should. Anyways, back onto the actual topic. Back onto the topic
1: top of the episode.
0: Yeah. So what are some things you want to see in the D&D movie that some haven't been seen yet? Some things I want yet? to see.
1: Okay. Uh, I would really love to see some, like, mentions of uh, like, D&D lore. Like, we know it takes place in the D&D universe and like, in the Forgotten Realms. Because of the Red Wizards of Fae. Right. Which are a, a Forgotten Realms thing. But st- stuff I want to see. I want to see Baldur's Gate. Ooh, okay. I want to see... Y- you got to see dragons. Right. Some, like, we got to have... At Dungeons least some and dragons. dragons. We got to have, yeah, at least one dungeon, at least one dragon. <laughs> uh, You got to see mention of the canon for uh, Forgotten Realms Pantheon of Gods mm-hmm. that's something I really want to see sort of fleshed out and just some of the some of the cooler parts of the Sword Coast
0: okay yeah yeah I would like
1: like, like Chult
0: yes yes I agree
1: yeah
0: um, one, like of, to see... one of
1: my favorite areas in, in all of D&D is Chult right yeah for those of you who don't know, Schulte is an island that had an entire campaign written about it that you can buy called Tomb of Annihilation.
0: It's really good. Every time I hear that name, I just want to make a rock solo for it. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, Tomb of Annihilation. That sounds like a a, a
0: rock song, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get on to that. I want to see a guest appearance from Matthew Mercer. Oh, 100%. That'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. <laughs> or just like secretly this whole movie is just a dnd campaign that matthew mercer is playing and just at the end it just shows that classic group of people at
1: the end it just shows a table of people what it's got to, what it what would be really funny if every character every character other than the main cast of actors is played by the same guy yeah that'd be so funny i agree and if at some point throughout the movie one of the main cast of characters dies and then in the next scene, a different character played by the same actor shows up. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> I'd be so down to see that. Oh my gosh! I also want to see like an appearance of just like some of the most absurd names for some of the coolest looking people.
1: Oh yeah! But, like just
0: imagine this big old buff guy with like a mace and covered in like some of the coolest armor you've ever seen, and, he and has his name is like Bimbles. Yeah, <laughs> Bimbles the Warrior. Oh,
1: yeah. It'll okay. be like the most like stereotypical epic fantasy cool warrior dude ever he's like
0: what's up my name's Jeff
1: (laughs) and he just has the goofiest voice and the Uh, dumbest name
0: yes uh this movie is obviously going to be like a comedy I also I
1: also want to see so many attacks that just completely whiff and miss yes because that is the d d experience true rolling so bad so many rolls in a row that so you're just like okay can we come back next
0: week i can't do this right now
1: yeah and then just there would be a jump cut and then suddenly all the attacks are hitting <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like a quick night day cycle in the in the movie whoosh <sighs>
1: yeah and like all of the all of these major scale combats are like a minute and a half. Yeah. Because fun fact, one round of D D combat is six seconds. And even long combats usually don't last longer than fifteen rounds. It's true.
0: Everybody's like, Oh, get ready for a huge fight four minutes later. Okay. So that dragon's dead.
1: Yeah, it's like this battle has been raging for three days. Three
0: minutes, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, yes. <laughs> or, like, you get to the point and, like, where the like, the DM gives you, like, the big problem that's happening, and then you complete it in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, okay. It'll be
1: like, because here's the thing about D&D. Inevitably, it'll be like, you are the demon shadow king. You have generals that have trained for billions of years in the pits of hell to be in instant uh era, like warriors or whatever, right? And then some guys meet in a tavern, and within the span of a week and a half, One of them is the most powerful cleric in the world. Another of them is uh, capable of defeating dragons single-handedly. They can lift mountains on top of their backs. And every single one of them is a match for your strongest generals (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, yeah, so we have, like, no fighting experience, but we just saved the world single-handedly.
1: Yeah, I met these guys in a bar, like, last week. Uh, We're all best friends. I know every single one of their parents.
0: Yeah. Uh, We got really drunk one time, and we are like, wouldn't it be so funny if we just, you know, saved that whole freaking city over there? I
1: know every minute detail about all of their pasts from birth till present.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we met three days ago. Why? (laughs) Dude, that you just described D and D in the most single-handed perfect conversation. Yeah, it's so good. It's also really nice to see that like D and D is really popular. Like it makes its appearance in so many other TV shows. Like for instance, yeah. Stranger Things, Stranger
1: Things, which end all be all. Hey, you ever you ever tried D and D before?
0: Yeah, like so many. I'm going the... to
1: relentlessly, constantly bring up Stranger Things from now on because yeah. I know you like D and D. It's it's my parents are like that, and I haven't seen Stranger Things, and they're always like, "You should watch it. It's a D and D show." And I'm like, "No, it's not. It's, it's not a, a horror D&D. show that just so happens to feature nerds."
0: It's it's a good show, but like, you know, like they take the name the Demigorgon from D and D. Yeah, they I take... my
1: biggest problem with it is that they take D and D names of famous prominent D and D monsters like the Demogorgon Vecna, and they make and mind flayers, and make completely different monsters that have no relation. And everyone who I've ever met who hasn't played D and D and has seen Stranger Things will always bring up, "Oh, you like D and D? Well, the Demogorgon from Stranger Things, the Vecna from Stranger, the Mind Flayer from Stranger Things." I'm like,
0: heavy breathing. While well, attempting to restrain my rage. They all started in D and D, and it honestly, like, I'm surprised it hasn't ruined D D yet. Imagine someone that just barely finished watching their 39th playthrough of Stranger Things, and now they're like, "Okay, we're gonna give D and try." And then you mentioned the Demi Gorgon, or you mentioned, you mentioned the Demogorgon and they're like, "Oh, demigorgon, Vecna, Victor, I know those guys from Stranger Things." You're like,
1: "No, yeah, is Eddie from, gonna- from Stranger Things? Do you?" <laughs>
0: Is Eddie going to make an appearance, (laughs) Nick? Get out of my room.
1: Yeah, it's like, get out of my house, bro. (laughs) First of all, the Demogorgon is the most powerful demon lord, not some baby monster servant of some other guy. Right. Uh, Second of all, the Demogorgon is an ape with two heads, four arms, and infinite madness. Right. Vecna is not some ditzy guy from the upside down. He's the lich god of secrets and evil. (laughs) Ah, that's gonna be mind flayers aren't weird monsters. They are octopus aliens that eat brains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to our rant about how much we don't like Stranger Things and
1: connection to D and D. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Off Topic Podcast.
0: (laughs) Don't forget, don't forget to not skip out on breakfast. It is the most important meal of the day. Eat breakfast. Don't eat breakfast if you want to die in your late thirties.
1: Yeah. However, you can skip lunch sometimes. Right?
0: Yeah, screw lunch. <laughs> Not anyways, me who literally had lunch. You're right. Same here, bro. I had three packages of ramen. I'm good at Same. life. Um, Anyways, um, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Get the podcast up to 100 listens to get to the Discord server, and then after that, we will announce what's next.
1: Man, I. It's so hard for me to imagine a world in which we have a following of more than, like, eight people who watch every
0: episode. Right. You know, like,
1: we have the potential to do this for long enough that it just simply attracts attention of, like, at least a thousand people.
0: Right. And we're still just like, you want to record today? No, not really. No, not really. Oh, okay. (laughs) We'll do it next time we're bored. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys take we'll see care you in the off-topic podcast Goodbye. episode six yeah i think so yee